May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Good morning. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. This African-American spiritual, original text and author unknown, comes from Holy Scripture in the Old Testament passages of Genesis and Jeremiah. In Genesis 37, after hiding Joseph in a cistern in a well to get rid of him, his brothers see a caravan coming from Gilead en route to Egypt, bearing gum, balm, and myrrh. And the prophet Jeremiah, in chapter 8, speaks the words of Almighty God. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no healing in the wounds of my people? The balm of Gilead, a rare perfume used medicinally, was so named because it was produced in the region of Gilead, located east of the Jordan River. This balm was harvested from a terebinth tree and was considered to be so potent it could heal entire nations. And figuratively speaking, came to signify a universal cure. In truth, the lyrics of this great spiritual speak to our New Testament knowing that the true universal balm of Gilead, the only and all-powerful source of healing wounded and sin-sick souls is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, our brother and redeemer of the world. Jesus brings healing and hope to us in a multitude and sometimes in unexpected ways, as he did in the story of the four friends bringing the paralytic on a mat to receive healing. These friends cared so much for that paralytic and their faith in Jesus was so strong that nothing would stop them, even cutting through the roof of Jesus' house, to lower that man down to Jesus. And Jesus sees the faith of the paralytic's friends and knowing, of course, what the man needed most, Jesus displays his divine power first in forgiving the man's sins and then healing him physically. The point, when we can't bring ourselves, for whatever reason, bring ourselves to Jesus to receive his forgiveness and healing, to be comforted through his love and grace. God sends dear friends to carry us into his presence. This hymn and this reading from Mark's gospel are helping me 
through a time of spiritual struggle, feeling challenged to remain faithful in the belly of the whale. Perhaps something in my story will resonate or be helpful should you ever find yourself wrestling with faithfulness in the midst of your life's journey. The words of the hymn reflect my heart. I feel discouraged and think my work in vain. As a hospital chaplain for more than 20 years, I've experienced both the joys of healing, even a few miracles, as well as utterly painful sorrows in the lives of others. But never, ever anything such as the relenting, unrelenting devastation of COVID-19, the rolling tide of suffering by so many very real people, far too many dying horrid deaths, families ravaged and broken. Our medical teams, exhausted but unceasing in their efforts to save, to restore, to bring life, and yet still too many losses. It's become emotionally, physically, and spiritually overwhelming for everyone, including me. I cry out, why, Lord? Add to this the tragic accidental death last week of one of our lovely, skilled, kind, and compassionate nurses on her way to her car, walking from the hospital, a single mom heading home to her 13-year-old son, killed by a snowplow. An accident in its truest meaning of the word and devastating in the truest meaning of that word. The entire hospital community and beyond all of us are left stunned, reeling in this loss. Again, I lament, where, oh where, is the balm of Gilead? My spiritual tank is now beyond low. It's critically in need of healing, of renewal in faith, and trust that God is somewhere in this mess. My heart desperate for immersion in that soothing balm of Gilead, that universal cure, if I'm to continue to be that silent presence, soothing word or comforting embrace to others. I turn to scripture for help. And in his letter to the Romans, chapter 5, Paul encourages steadfastness of faith, no matter what the challenge before us might be. I am convinced that neither death nor life, 
neither angels nor demons, neither the present, the future, nor any powers, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to be strong. I want to lean into those powerful words from Paul for encouragement and hope to carry on, to walk in faith, not by sight. And yet, I still struggle. But recently, I, I came upon um, a, a saying, a, um, an entry, a meditation by Brother Jim Woodrum. He is with the Society of St. John the Evangelists, and he spoke to the word balm. Whatever our state of unhealth, Jesus is working to make us well if we will only have faith. Whatever the problem, give it to Jesus in prayer and then get some rest. We may not feel on the mend right away, but healing will happen in God's time. Jesus is our balm and our hope. And if we are willing, if I am willing, the healing will come and is beginning to come. When I could finally still myself enough to hear God respond to my cries, God assured me his true balm is with me, will comfort me and give me rest. Through the Holy Spirit, Jesus' healing power and presence not only began to soothe me, but also showed me the goodness and grace surrounding me the same goodness and grace that surrounds you in the midst of the fear and chaos of our lives. How did God speak to me? Well, first, Jesus planted this hymn squarely in the forefront of my mind, playing it over and over and over to break through the negative recording of despair and hopelessness. Jesus is the balm of healing and hope poured into my wounded, sin-sick, and doubting soul. And then through that gospel story of the four friends bringing the paralytic to him, Jesus reminded me of the many dear friends whom God has placed into my life who love me, who tolerate my goofiness, my poor decisions, who pray incessantly for me and carry me on a mat like that paralytic when time and again I can't seem to carry myself to receive Jesus' healing, comfort, and rest. And very unexpectedly, at least to me. Last Thursday, I was asked a week ago to officiate a graveside service 
the next morning for a developmentally disabled man whom we'll call John. He lived most all of his life in a group home in Brooklyn. But his brother was interred up here in Queensbury. John wished to be buried beside him. His caregiver shared that John loved church. He loved Jesus. He loved going to all kinds of church to worship. We were asked if we would Zoom the service so that John's housemates could participate. They were so excited. They were thrilled to see his urn. Oh, it's beautiful. Look at it. To view the snow-laden ground surrounding the earth into which he'd be placed. They saw the wreath of flowers that they had sent, and perhaps most of all, they gave their utmost to share in the prayers, in the words of the 23rd Psalm, to take part in laying their dear friend to rest, rejoicing rather than sad, in their sure and certain knowledge that he and his spirit would live on in the nearer presence of our Lord and would continue to enrich their lives. It was a frigid minus 17 degrees that morning, but their unabashed love and joy set my heart on fire with a new invigorating sense of hope in God's power and presence. The balm of Gilead. I could feel my spiritual tank go from nearly empty to more than full. Once again, friends, I am on the mend. My heart and soul are healing. The next time I find myself, and I suspect there will be, someplace between Thomas's doubt and Paul's certainty, and my fuel tank begins to drop into the danger zone, I pray God's spirit hits me like a two-by-four, playing the words of that powerful spiritual or whatever else the Lord needs me to hear, to comfort me, to soothe me. Hopefully, Paul's encouragement to stand fast in the faith found elsewhere in his letter to the Romans will also ring out for you and for me. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. I, we, must be willing to be partners in our life together with Jesus, to allow the Holy Spirit to permeate my being and yours, to soothe our sin-sick souls through the light of Christ's love, grace, and mercy, through the loving care of godly friends who both surround us and carry us, 
who make us accountable for who we are and to see the light of day, to give us courage to trust in God's promise never to forsake us in our time of need. Friends, there is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. His name is Jesus, and he died for us all. Amen.